I have almost achieved perfection, you see, of a divine creature that is pure, harmonious, absolutely incapable of any malice. <laughs> and in my tinkering, I, if I have fallen short of the human form by the snout, claw, or hoof, it really is of no great importance. This is the science fiction rating system. <laughs> and that's the best line from any film we watched this week. The podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film between, not between, from one to infinity. Between one and infinity, that sounds quite good actually. Yeah, we can um, do that. My name is Sam Draper and I'm stumbling my way through an introduction and I'm joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Hey there. How is everyone this fine spring evening? Not good. Yeah, not bad. Good. Happy to... Summer, summer's gone now. Oh, there's still a bit of it around. Yeah. I'd say. It's nice to come to the end of Creature Feature. It was a good season. It's been a, a long road. It's been a long road. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're starting to touch the barrel. Yeah, uh, edge. Uh, completely. At yeah. the bottom. As you I said, say, it broke the least, podcast, didn't it? It did break the podcast. One of my least favourite weeks this week. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Interesting. But Interesting. Yeah, um, but it's the first week of Creature Feature Season to actually have three films that are science fiction. So at least you <laughs> finally got that right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so if, if you don't know what's happening, uh, we've watched three animal... What was the theme? Beast? Be- killer Beast. Beasts. Killer Beasts. That was it. Killer Beasts. Mm. And Mutant Killer Beasts. It, it was a mixed bag, as they say in the uh, the journalism business. And mm. uh, yeah, we've got Man's Best Friend, Black Sheep and Island Dr. Moreau. So let's start at the start with not man's best friend, I got it wrong, haven't I? Black Sheep. Yeah. Black Sheep. Um, a New Zealand horror film from 2006. Alex, as our resident horror expert, mm. give us your hot take Thanks. on Black Sheep. Um, I, I remember seeing it ages ago and liking it, and I liked it just as much this time. I think um, what's interesting, if you've been keeping up with the podcast, uh, when we did Night of the Lepus, this is basically like Night of the Lepus in that they've <laughs> taken something dumb and stupid that isn't scary... Mm-hmm. And then tried to make it scary. And what they do right here is it is a bit tongue in cheek. Um, yeah. But they do actually, there's enough horror conventions, there's enough horror tropes that there are actually some scenes that are kind of quite, I don't know, they're, they're well done, I thought. I think they're kind of, I'm not saying they're scary, but they're well done. There's a good level of tension. There's a nice bit of gore in there. Like, I think as a horror film, it works because it is playing with a lot of the kind of conventions of the genre. Um mm. And, you know, with the big mutant, there's some good puppets in there. That big mutant man-sheep thing is pretty, like, horrible. Um, there's some nasty bits. And I think it works. I think it's a, a good film, a funny film, uh, well done for quite a low budget. It's kind of an unknown guy, a bit of an unknown cast. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it works works all round, pretty much. Good. Um, Chris? I... I don't think it kind of works all the way through. I think there's like some like drop offs in it. Yeah. Where like the suspense just goes. The actual performances I thought were quite wooden and rubbish. Oh. Like I I I wasn't really taken by the acting. Yeah. <laughs> um and there's some I did I don't know, I think it's just a really um difficult thing to do this how that you know because there's just been so much you know like Shaun of the Dead and comedy yeah and yeah horror. yeah it's kind of um yeah I got that it is quite well. difficult reductive isn't it in a way they kind of run out of things yeah. to do yeah um but I, I'm like you I like the you know the creature stuff was really good the gore was really mm. good 
Um, there were some really good moments in it. But I just think, you know, there's some really like drop-offs and areas where it just wasn't that interesting. You know, it was kind of um, just where there's exposition and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just like where they're just chatting away and it kind of loses me a bit. Mm. Um, I'm not a massive horror person. Yeah. But, I think that's um, my problem as well. I'm not massively horror. Mm. And this was mm. this was like, it's just a bit gross, isn't it, really? <laughs> you don't like the gross yeah. stuff, do you, Sam? No, I mean, it's all right, but I just, I've just i got a limit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like films that make me not want to eat, and that... <laughs> in fact, I think all three of these films I had that problem with. I didn't want to eat dinner after them. But, definitely um, don't want to have... to watch more of yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't want a nice bit of lamb after this, I would say. Well, I don't know. I don't know because I'd get infected with a knife. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciated the sheep driving the truck. That was oh, that's one. good, yeah. That is good, yeah. that bit. It's um, not but, it's not full of sheep puns as well, which I think is quite good. <laughs> There's not tons yeah. and tons of like, oh, you know, pulled the wool over your eyes. It's not. It's it, it, they could have gone down that road and they they just say um, get the flock out of here on the poster. Yeah, 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 yeah true. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, I agree with Chris as well. That I think I think it opens really well. I, I love the you know the, the stupid idea that the guy the guy's sheep phobia. That's really yeah. Uh, Good, but mm. I think as well. I yeah, the second a half crippling phobia of sheep. Mm. Yes, I thought I dragged, which is insane, because it's only like it's barely an hour and a half. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I was out about halfway through. I sort of checked out a bit and was like, well, okay, let's get to the showdown. But I mean, it's not bad. Like it's all competently made and stuff, isn't it? It's a mm. as you say for the budget, it does seem it must be one hell of a low budget, mustn't it? Um, oh yeah, yeah, it must have been. It, it, they've done a lot with what they've got, haven't they? Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just was just too gross for me, I think. <laughs> yeah. I do like the mutilations and stuff. It's just like I think it's kind of that gory stuff is there's a there's an audience for that, isn't there, in this genre. Yeah. And they just like love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well it's yeah. um what was uh Peter Jackson's um well, bad, bad taste. Yeah, bad taste. Another brain dead. Cla- brain dead as well, yeah. That's it's a similar sort of it's not as extreme as those, is it? But it's that same sort of um, must be a New Zealand thing, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. extreme body horror. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. No, it's a, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. It's not a perfect film, and it wouldn't really exist if there hadn't been that kind of upsurge in uh, comedy horror. Which post Shaun the Dead. Yeah, I mean, I think it is on the right side of that. It's not like now where it's got really tired, and it's just not stuff that's stuff that's bad is being touted as being horror comedy when it's just a bad film. So like yeah. mm. Sharknado, um, mm. you know, which has got yeah, to like number really, five. Like, There's five of those now, I think. It is because Black Sheep, I'm guessing, predates like Sharknado and stuff, doesn't it? By a few years, that kind mm. of mm. loads of DVD stuff. Like, I wonder if that market still exists for Black Sheep, like low budget, but not so low budget. It goes straight to DVD. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah what's all old? that? You know what? I've seen a drop off when you go to like festivals in the market. There was a time when. It was all creature, yeah. like mm. crap films, and I've over the last two or three years, there's been a definite drop off. Like I struggle to find funny posters now. <laughs> yeah, I miss those. You're, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it used to be like literally there was loads of them, mm. like really funny puns. Um, yeah, you know, the subtitles were normally quite funny. You get stuff like the three doggeteers and stuff like that. And, um. There's only really one company that makes all them. Um, all the rest of, you know, the, no one else seems to go for them now. Them. No. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like in a cinema, I don't know. This kind of film probably wouldn't do so well in cinema. Horror is now a bit more intellectual and a bit more kind of political and all that. I think that's what more people want in the cinema. They're not going to go for this kind of fun, yeah. sadly. I guess it's from a more innocent time, isn't it, where people yeah. weren't quite so depressed with the world. Um, True. Yeah, there's not really much room for killer sheep anymore, is there? No, no, sadly not. Better or worse. Um, <laughs> you know, that uh, Richard Taylor from Lord of the Rings is the, did the effects on this, which um, Oscar-winning Richard Taylor from Weta Workshop ah. did the mm. effects work, which seems like a crazy get for this tiny little... Yeah, wonder how. Uh, ...independent film. Yeah, they must be just... I don't know. They must know film, mustn't they? Mm. Um, I did... The, um, the, the, the guy who directed it... His dad is a well wrote the book of the Penguin History of New Zealand, Doctor Michael oh, King. So he's like the dad of the guy that directed it, and there's someone reading the book in the film. So maybe right, he's some so he's, big, like kind of known. Yeah, you know, he's well connected, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. So maybe it was to do with that. I don't know. But. Yeah. Well, I've gone off this film even more now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody establishment. Um, yeah, anything else to say? I've not got much to say about this at all, to be honest. Oh, I, really? Um, it's yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of, um, it does what it does. It does it okay. It's not a brilliant film, but you know, no, it's too many puns about the. Uh, there's too many jokes and stuff around the kind of like new age girl. I thought that was maybe a bit of a weak experience. Yeah, I thought that was a bit of a weak yeah. thing to kind mm. of keep making jokes about her yeah, being a hippie weird. and all that. I thought that was a bit weird, although. The kind of animal rights thing does co- con- kind of connects all these three films quite well. There's yeah, kind yeah. of animal rights and anti uh, kind of um, anti experimenting comes up in all three films, so it's good it's in there. But I did think that was a bit overplayed. I didn't think it was worth worth yeah. how much time that guy wasn't the funniest element. But yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I think as well. Like it's just it's a genre I don't really like. And as Chris said, Shaun the Dead did it first and did it better. Mm. And I think it is just very reductive of that. Like, yeah. although it's quite different in a way, but like, no, you know, I can, we, I can, I can take got all that. The dead, haven't we? So, I can take that. I can take that criticism. That's just fear, fear of genetic modification, and it's just, I don't know. I don't really buy that anyway. As a, what do you mean? You're not scared of it because you don't. No, I'm not scared. Yeah, of it. Yeah, bring it on. Bring on the genetic modification. We're not going to get dinosaurs without it. So. Wow, you're, you're, true. yeah, it's true. We're you're not. a regular Marlon Brando over there, aren't you? Really? Um, <laughs> you start painting your face white, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah little, I'm sat like that now. Little guy who follows you around everywhere, I'm like a fan, fanning myself. Oh my god! If you ever get that famous, Chris, the director, you should, you should like have like a little, little train like Marlon Brando, <laughs> make have a little mini you fanning yeah. you as you get taken around the yeah. set. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, carried around in like one of them uh, um, what do they call them it's like, like a Pope mobile thing he's got in that yeah. isn't it yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> right should we rate it yes um, man apathy that's my uh, <laughs> I, I, well let one. me I'll go I reckon go first, Alex, yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. it's better than I think it's better than my stepmother is an alien but maybe not the man who fell to earth because I get that you should see that. But I think it's better than my stepmother is an alien and Serenity. Oh, it's better than Night of the Leapers, isn't it? Which is a similar yes. idea. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I can. Hmm. I think that's sixty-four. Yeah, that I quite like the look of sixty-four. Yeah, Chris, any uh, complaints or? Um. 
Yeah, yeah, that that works. That works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you nailed it there, Alex. And Thank you, Paul Ridley Scott again. <laughs> <laughs> More very, above very him. Down. More yeah. above him. Brilliant. Right, first film in. Uh, a quick break, and we'll return with Man's Best Friend. back with Man's Best Friend, directed by John Laffia, responsible for the Child's Play. Well, no, he wrote the first Child's Play film and directed the second one. Um, so he's got some pedigree there, some horror pedigree. Good one, pedigree. Uh, hey! Hey! <laughs> not, not too rough, eh? Oh, oh dear. This is, this is, yeah, this film falls into this trap. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Um, Chris, Man's Best Friend... So- this is a really weird one because it's kind of, it's got all the horror-y type stuff in. Yeah. But whenever like there's, an, like I was watching it and like the first attack sequence mm-hmm. where the woman's in the lab, like the music's really playful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It's like, it's like kids film. Yeah. It's weird, isn't and it? And the way everyone interacts with each other is like a kids film. Yeah. A bit like Beethoven. Yeah. Mission bit like week. Beethoven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really strange, isn't it? It's very odd for for what it is. Yeah. Um, well, it's all, the, or it's almost like there's like Turner and Hooch and K Nine, that kind of like you know dog and person buddy cop movies. It's got that yeah. element mm. to it, hasn't it? Like him yeah. handing her the towel when she gets out of the shower and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just got like a sort of Power Rangers level of <laughs> drama going on. Do you know what I mean? It's just really bad, and the. Oh, I don't know who thought up the premise. It's just mad. Like where he's explaining <laughs> that all the creatures that it's been crossed with yeah. Yeah. in the lab and they like show an example of like it's got claws so it can climb a tree and then it's been mixed with an iguana. So it goes, well, it clearly has none of them same. It doesn't have the claw. Like <laughs> no, it doesn't have the same cells as that on its skin, does it? Because it's still a furry dog. Yeah, it's yeah. just a dog. Um, what was um, Lance Henriksen's end, end game? What was he trying to do? To sell it? To sell it? It's um, the future. Be in a movie. It's the future of. Uh, it's the future. He was keeping of it wasn't he? Like he was like not really into it. Yeah. No. Well, I will give you a quote. I will give you a quote from him that Quite I wrote right. down. When you think of guard dogs, you just you first think of German Shepherds. They're smart, lethal, but not good enough. Now we develop the new Emax 3000. They are totally obsolete. So he wants to make German Shepherds obsolete. That's that's, <laughs> that's his strange. end game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all he's got. It's a weak premise. It's a very weak premise. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad. It's, it's completely an insane mad. Premise. It's like they just had a dog in the writing room, and they were like just <laughs> staring at the dog for a day, and then like. What do like, dogs do? Do you think we could just say that it's got all these powers? Yeah, but also even though it clearly doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. And like, do you know the bit when um, it it like mates with the the, oh, the posh dog? Well, yeah, and it kind of like shuts the door. With it's bomb. Yeah, and because it, it's got this well, quite all the way through, it's got like a human intelligence. I think it can understand mm. human people and stuff like that. 
But again, that's very Beethoven and not really. Yeah, I thought that was a dog. bit kind of rapey, that scene. I don't think that uh, dog was interested. I think he's meant to be rape, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't that's think. What a dog I mean, they play that though. bloody yeah. puppy love or whatever. So yeah, again, do. like the music, <laughs> yeah. the soundtrack, I thought the soundtrack was terrible. It's a really odd yeah, soundtrack. It's it's, it doesn't go at all. But yeah, I thought that scene was quite kind of horrible. And they should you have probably played it for um, that. It's uh, Jerry Goldsmith's son. Joel did the soundtrack oh. for this. Oh, so that's how he got it, basically. The apple, the apple has fallen far from the tree, in that sense, I think. Uh, it's, you know, they talk about the dog and they, like, film it from first person of the dog, yeah. of these, yeah. like, massively violent rages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when they actually show the dog, it's just a shepherd... It's just a German shepherd. He looks really cute as well, doesn't he? Like fluffy face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're saying something and showing something completely... Totally, yeah. Don't, t- he just looks lovely, doesn't he? Every time you see him, he looks really nice. <laughs> Until he put that awful, like, scar makeup over oh, him towards the end. And then yeah. you think, oh... It's like this film was supposed to have, like, a velociraptor in it, and then someone, to make a YouTube funny video, has cut in a German shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit... Um, Alex, again, horror, horror well, take. Is it a constant think, horror film? Well, no. See, my pro- I love the titles. I thought the titles were amazing. All those like like classic paintings and like zooming yeah, in yeah. on the dog and stuff the like the that. Evil dog, crazy music. I thought that was. I love the titles. Thought they were great. My problem, yeah. I think, in the beginning is okay. My problem with it is that, I, I, like like Chris said, I didn't get the tone. Once he's with Ali Sheedy, what the, the way it should have been played, as as far as I was concerned, is once he was with Ali Sheedy. She should have thought, oh, he's so nice, but he should have been killing people. And he should have been almost like a kind of evil boyfriend, you know, like pretending to be yeah, nice to yeah. her, but behind her back doing evil, horrible, awful things. And then you'd kind of think, oh, God, she's really in danger. But th- loads of scenes with her are just played for laughs or, you know, if the thing when he dislocates his jaw and swallows the cat whole... That's a, like a comedy scene. Is they, they, they like the, the two little kids are like, oh, my mum's going to be so mad about all that, isn't it? Some like really weird throwaway line yeah but it's kind of horrific the way he sw- <laughs> that swallows this cat oh um so the tone's completely misjudged yeah on yeah to- no totally and i love lance hendrickson and i can't i i'm happy to watch lance hendrickson running around yelling at people for an hour and a half i was fine with that um and i thought yeah, I, sh- although his blonde hair though doesn't do <laughs> no no yeah, it doesn't does it look at all good. No. but he's no. yeah so no I think actually I think it's actually could have been really it could have been a classic if they'd actually just played it a lot straighter in a way I think if they'd not gone for this weird kind of oh it's kind of funny like oh it's kind of wacky funny oh he's just you know oh, he's after a postman that weird like really slow mo like yeah, postman it's so strange it's so odd and then those weird dog yeah. catchers that are out of like a stoner movie. Like, they're really odd, and that's when he does the, the Predator bit, where he goes completely invisible, which he doesn't do for the rest of the film, for some reason. Despite um, being the most useful of all his powers, and yeah, a lot of yeah, his Yeah, he's got acid piss, that he never only does that yes, once, yes, as well, yeah. where he pisses... Yeah, what animal's that come from? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. It dissolves a bo- the boyfriend's face. I mean, I, yeah, I think if this had been played straight as a horror film, I think it could have been really, really, like, much more fun and funny. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think it could ever have been kind of serious. Uh, it's not a serious film. It's a, it's stupid. But I think if they just committed a bit more to the horror, it actually would have been a, a funnier, better film. Yeah. Rather than just yeah going all out on these kind of wacky kind of dog. <laughs> like I say, yeah, it had this kind of Turner and Hooch 
vibe that I didn't really, yeah, the, the tonally, it went a bit weird. I didn't really get it. But, yeah, but it, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah, my my main, I've not got many notes this film at all, but the one thing I did do was look up when Beethoven came out, and it was mm-hmm. 18 months before this film, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder whether they just like said, okay, what dog scripts have we, have we got? We've got one <laughs> called Man's Best Friend, about like this family who've got this crazy dog gets in these hijinks. Yeah. And we've got one called Man's Best Friend about this dog that's a killer and killing dudes. <laughs> yeah. Let's just smash them both together. Yeah. And make a film. And that seems to be what's happening. Yeah. Like, oh, we've got this film where there's actually like a predator type animal yeah. in it. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. Beethoven came out, so let's just put the dog in it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like or like you say, they actually were going to have a monster that was a crossbreed of all those animals, so it would look like a fucking, like a crazy freakish being, and someone yeah. just went, we can't do that, but I've got a dog, so do you want to yeah. pretend it's all the DNA is in that dog instead, it's a lot easier. Yes. Um, oh, it had one of the most stupid computers we've seen since... Uh, since uh, Universal Soldier, Soldier. his silly yeah. woman on the computer is like, "Yes, doctors." Like that, that that was it was that was a good computer. There's some good computer explaining. Yeah, like you said, when it's just a dog, and then you had like another animal. It's like the whole like lab. I thought was amazing. It was just so like just half-assed and you know quite clearly just the back lot of the studio, whatever. It was a right shot in a vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who the most famous person in this film is? Arguably, the dog. Yeah. Oh, um, voiced by Frank Welker. You know that name? No. He is um, oh, Scooby Doo. Oh. He's mm. he's Megatron in um, all the Transformers films, the oh. new ones. Wow. He's like any voice of an animal you hear in an animated oh. f- film or TV series. It's probably him. I he's just, the. Oh, I'm James. It was a dog. I thought <laughs> it was just a dog. Nope. S- silly me. Yeah. I thought the I, I, I thought the guy from uh, Blade Runner was good. That was a particularly horrific scene. Oh yes. When he yeah, just yeah. he's like, oh, I'll look after him, and then he, she just yeah. walks out. I mean, she's like five steps away. And he just gets a shovel and just cracks him over the end with the shovel, and then yeah. he burns his face with a. I mean, that was yeah, that was all yeah, that was all horrible. Um, but yeah, he was quite good in it. It's good to see him popping up. Um, uh, the best thing about this film as well is the tagline: "He'll bite the hand that feeds him, and then he'll eat the rest." <laughs> I've got another one. His bark yeah. isn't half as bad as his as bite. His bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other one, companion, protector, killer. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor really, wasn't it? Yeah. Poor, poor film. Um, yeah. Oh, Ali Sheedy as well, who obviously we saw in uh, War Games not too long ago. Yeah, War Games. That's she, what her career became. Yeah, she was okay. It's a lot. She smoked a lot. That was odd to watch, but she was alright. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's just a really really terrible film, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, no, it was bad. I don't know what else to say about it. Really. <laughs> it was just. I was wishing never seen like it. It's like I'm trying to make it not. I'm trying to think how where it can't even qualify to be a film. <laughs> It's like it's like a TV type TV movie yeah. project. It's a bit of a t- yeah, I know what you mean. The titles were very like as good as they were. They felt very like you know Channel Five. Oh yeah, that Sunday was, afternoon sort of. No, film. I like it's, them. Yeah. I like them a lot. There was also like you said about the POV shots. I swear there was a POV when he rolled on his back, and there was an upside down POV from the dog of like because <laughs> he was trying to be cute to get back in the house so he could kill the boyfriend. <laughs> like 
Oh yeah, talking to cute. The last shot of the film where they're trying to make out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that they're panning across all the puppies, and they're all like poodles except for one, who's the most like lovable, adorable, yeah. tiny little. Dog. <laughs> yeah. But it's all like, oh my god! And then what do they play straight after that? Puppy love again. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's an odd film. I think yeah, like I say, I I enjoyed it, but I think if they just, it could have been much better if they just played yeah. that horror straight and had it a lot more kind of like. Not I think, nasty, but just like you know the bit when he goes the the cop goes under the thing and he finds the buried postman and stuff like stuff like yeah. that. If it'd been more of that kind of oh god, he's, I think he's there's a lot everyone. more than that to get this to be a good film. To be honest, <laughs> it's a long, long way from a good no film. No, okay, fair no. enough. I'm being I'm being overly positive, I guess. Um, let's rank it, Chris. Eighty-five. <gasps> Eighty-five above. Wow. A Scanner Darkly. Oh, it's not that bad. I'm going to say, it's pretty awful. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say 86. No, it's not that bad. No, no. Yeah, 86, I'd take. No, it's not the what, worst. What are you saying, Alex? Like, what the, you think it's the worst <laughs> film on the, you think it's the worst film on the list? There's not much. No, I think Lawnmower Man was worse, but it it was it reminded me an awful lot of Lawnmower Man. Reminded me of Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man. It wasn't. Yeah, the production valleys and stuff like that was a very Lawnmower Man. Lost in Space was an incoherent mess. Come on now. Well, these are all Transformers was an insult. I don't think this was an insult. It was. Uh, to who, though? To dogs? Dogs. (laughs) They they didn't know what. It's like it literally didn't make sense as a film. It just didn't. It's like going, this is our monster, and then having the cutest animal you could possibly yeah. find. And yeah. it it's not even like there's... If it had like a thing type thing where it went inside out and turned into a creature, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it didn't. Like Transformers is, a, is a, a hideous film, but at least it is what it says it is, an action film. Lost mm. in Space is awful, but it's a science fiction film. This mm. is like just a, a mush of ideas. Oh, no, nah. I think it's like... Below Howard, one below Howard the Duck. That's what I'd say. <laughs> I think it's in the same realms of Howard the Duck, and just a bit of a confused mess. You it's, you I think it's better it was... than better than Theodore Rex, better than Thunderbirds, better than the Colony. God, that was so boring. This wasn't that boring. Divergence Pretty insulting. Pretty... Superman, Superman <coughs> Four. Come on. <laughs> like, there's some um, really bad films here that I think are a lot more offensive. We've got to stop reviewing this sort of shit. Like, I enjoy well, it. Well, we are making a move towards more uh, people selecting <laughs> I, I enjoy a bad film. I think a lot of those films on the bottom there are offensive, and I didn't find this offensive. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't find I it... I see your point there. It yeah. didn't make me angry. Like It's true. Um, you know what I've just noticed about this list? Mm. Where is Safety Not Guaranteed? Uh, I can't even see it. Is, is it? At your 57. 57. How is that film yeah, yeah. all the way up there? This is a good, well, that's, this is a good movie. That's what happens on this list. It shows what shit we've watched, doesn't it? That's like, <laughs> Margaret the list. So, what are, you, what are you saying that Man's Best Friend should be 56? 56. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have to argue down a little bit there, Alex. I can't. I don't know, it's tough though. I, I preferred Theodore Rex, I've got to be honest, because that was like. All right, just, one below Theodore Rex thing. Like batshit, wasn't it? Um. <laughs> Sorry if my phone's going off. Um, and The Thunderbirds, you know, all right. at its heart... It was directed by Riker, a, come on. Okay, all right. A, yeah, a it's below a Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds then. actually make sense as a thing, right? It wasn't yeah. as bad as The Colony. The Colony was so boring, it was so derivative. I can't even remember The Colony. Yeah, well, no, exactly. There you go. That sounds fair. 
<sighs> what was it, Colin? It was the one about the uh, snow in the people in the oh, snow right. and the zombies. Oh, it was so terrible. Yeah, yeah okay. come I'll, on. I'll, okay, we think we settle that, I think. Yeah. Lance, Lance Hendrickson, if you're out there, I fought your cause. <laughs> Please send me some fan mail. I love you. He, you're great. He owes you on there. He does owe He's you pretty one. great. <laughs> He's pretty great. Um, right. Best in Aliens. Mm, yeah. He's good in everything. He's good in everything. Yeah. Well, most things. He's in a lot of shit, isn't he? That's the problem. I never liked Millennium. Can I ever get into Millennium? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Long time ago. Anyway, um, right. Let's have a break and return with the the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Final and um, I'm not going to say best, but probably most interesting film of the day. Showstopper. Uh, yeah, uh, John Frankenheimer's The Island of Doctor Moreau from 1996, starring Marlon Brando, and I would say David Thewlis, even though Val Kilmer's on the poster, he's not really the star, is he? No. Um, yeah, yeah. So, have you read the production notes on the? I have Wikipedia of this. Yeah. yeah. There's a film yes. about the making of this. It's a brilliant have I, film. Have you watched that? I've watched it. It's absolutely brilliant. You, Everyone should go and see it. Lost Soul, yeah. The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley. Uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah it, was at, it was at Fright Fest a couple of years ago. It's, it's brilliant. It's one of the best kind of films about filmmaking that yeah. I've seen. Uh, it's really good. And it tells you all of these, like all the stories that you read. It's got everything in it. Uh, yeah. I, I thoroughly mm. recommend it. Yeah. But before you do, go and watch yeah. Iron Doctor Moreau. Because... <laughs> yeah. All the things that happened and the Wikipedia stuff that says has created what has got to be like no shit. One of the, like probably the weirdest film I've ever seen <laughs> in terms of like that's Marlon Brando there in white makeup, you know, and this strange little scabby thing next to him <laughs> talking about the law of his, his various kids, you know. Yeah. This isn't anyone. That's Marlon Brando. And yeah. I just... <laughs> Like as soon, I mean, the problem with this film is that he dies too early. His death is incredible. Yeah. But as soon as he's out of the picture, I mean, Val Kilmer does his best, like trying to become like a fake Brando, but man, he's <laughs> awful. But I just, I just every, I mean, the, the, the way they introduce me to the film when he turns up on his little Pope mobile, yeah. white face paint on, dressed in like a moo moo. Yeah. Um, has he got his weird metal hat on? Then he has at that point. Doesn't no, he? he's, got he's some, got that he's got weird. His, oh, he's got his wide hat. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. got that really cool like medallion thing that like, looks like the, the bit off a yeah. safe, a keypad off a safe that he uses to yeah, like yeah. command the uh, the beast people. Yes, that he always wears. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and his little mini me guy next to him. Yeah, and you you just I mean also by this point it's already a pretty awful film <laughs> and pretty messy. <laughs> But you're just like, what the fuck? And I remember seeing this when I was, I don't know how old I was, but uh, yeah, it must have been more like when it first came on telly. Yeah. Yeah. In the 90s. And I remember this is fucking weird when I saw it then. Like, um, but yeah, I don't think I'd seen many films like that before. Yeah. It was like I'd stay, I'd like, stayed up to watch it type thing <laughs> and I didn't know whether all films were like that yeah. 
<laughs> I know what you mean. I, know what I mean. hadn't seen many films. Yeah, yeah. thank God. Because in my memory, of this it was mad, but it wasn't like this. <laughs> it wasn't no. the mad that it is, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's not a good film, is it? It's it's one of the worst films, probably you know, on the list. But Ooh, well, see, I would say that I it was better than I remembered it being, and I actually think there's some like. I actually think how crazy it is is kind of what makes it quite good. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's automatically a bad film. No, I, think I, 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 I quite like. Well, it, yeah, it yeah, I was. It's interesting. I was yeah. going to. I was going to say, okay, it's, I think in one sense it is one of the worst films on the list. But I was going to say, but I don't think it is because, mm. like you say, there is so much. There's so much going on, and it all that stuff that you know the production notes and stuff, and that, that film that I talk about, you can see it bubbling under, can't you? You can yeah. see. And that's why I think I called it Apocalypse Animal last week because <laughs> it reminds me a lot of Apocalypse Now in the sense that, okay, that came out more successfully, but and all, yeah. another Martin Brando going mad mm. in a remote location. But you can see that there's, an, there's so much going on, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> and struggling to become competent. It just doesn't get as competently made as that, but yeah. No. Um, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I was listening to a podcast with Ron Perlman. Yes. And there he was reminiscing about it, how fucking like just a the say of the law the whole thing was. Yeah. About how because he chose to do it blind. Yes. He decided, oh I'll do that blind and he goes, That is the worst thing that he's ever decided (laughs) to do. Because when you're acting and you can't see anything, it's mad. Like, (laughs) how can you act against other people when you can't see? Yeah. And he, so he put in the contact lenses and then he's always like sat next to Brando mm-hmm. and they'd and there'd be like a week of shooting and Brando is like having to walk around him and he's like 400 stone or whatever. He's massive. Yeah. And he didn't know that he's got the con. He didn't know that he's blind in the whole <laughs> shooting of it. And he's like having to walk around Ron Perlman going, he's just fucking this fuck. Like, like, like to, to walk, you'll have to beat me there but he went round him like and and then only at the end of the week Ron Pillman he like he notices that he's got these contact lenses and he goes hold on a minute are you blind <laughs> <laughs> and like wanted to reshoot the whole thing um and it's yeah and he just says that was one of the stupidest things he goes oh, yeah, everyone was on this movie because they wanted because Brando was yeah. on it yeah, that was yeah. everyone wanted a credit with Brando yeah. and to work with Brando, and he goes and he just wanted to listen and watch Brando and see how he worked and even if it was a nightmare. And he goes, oh, I've had these contact lenses, and I realised I couldn't even watch him work. <laughs> like, um, yeah, but the the production notes are really interesting. Like, just oh, how yeah. much of a shit show it was. Massively. I mean, the fact that, that Martin Brando was spending like. What was it? Some like four hours a day in his trailer after they meant to start filming. Yeah. Um, while everyone's on set, obviously dressed mm. as animals in tropical heat, mm. dying, and yeah. Brando yeah. just sat in his yeah. trailer. <laughs> we and they wouldn't come out of the trailers until the other one had yeah. come out yeah. of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. that'll kill me. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, so Alex, what were you... So well, no, I just think, like on? I say, like I saw I saw this ages ago and thought it was really funny, and then obviously things like South Park, where they they kind of did the... that the, There was that weird <laughs> character in yeah. South Park that was a rip-off of this, and also Austin yeah. Powers, the yeah, mini-me thing is completely yeah. ripped from this. But 
And then I don't think I watched it again. Maybe I did at university. Oh, anyway. But then, yeah, then I saw the documentary and thought, oh, I actually kind of want to watch the film again now. But actually watching it, it is a mess and it is bad. But actually, I think the kind of the madness makes it interesting. And it actually, I do think that Brando's performance, it is insane. But why wouldn't someone who basically has mm. created genetic hybrids, he's made animals into humans, why wouldn't he be this mental? Why would someone like that be like normal or, you know, like yeah. it, it kind of makes sense that he's like that. I, mean, I, I agree with that to a point until, you know, the scene when they go to kill him and he yeah. wanders in and he's clearly improvising, oh, isn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like that is just absolutely like, it's hard to watch. It was so... I watched it twice because it was so... You know, he sits down and he's like, oh, um, I'll play I see you, you like tone poems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> chunk, chunk, chunk. This is like Schoenberg. And he's yeah. like, oh, well, I prefer a different pianist and all this sort of stuff. And clearly they've all just... And you can see all the, the extras like just stood around thinking like... Yeah, where's this going? You know, <laughs> when, do, when do we jump him? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I love that bit when he, when David Thorellis like goes for dinner with them and he goes, oh, sorry about my appearance. About like... about Because <laughs> yeah. he thinks he's freaked out because of the white paint and he's sitting there yeah. with like four weird freaky sons and the little yeah. guy. And he just goes like... Was he, look at him! Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> look at him! Pointing at the blood. Like, look at him! Like, yeah, that's like. I mean, yeah, I think it's an interesting. I mean, it's a. It's very uh, the messages and the um, what it's about. You know, like about what it's about is you know humanity and slipping into savagery and you know like that our mm. animal sides and if you give yeah. you know that kind of all those big messages I, I mean it's it's all there it's coherently all there it's not it's quite heavy-handed but it's all there reasonably well enough um so it works on that level um but yeah I actually think that yeah his performance I think is brilliant and I think in a way Val Kilmer is annoying but even he's kind of He's better than you kind of. I remember him being because he's a bit odd as well, isn't he? And he, he's just this kind I of think, like. I think he's awful. Oh, I quite liked him. He's just this kind of sadistic kind of bastard. Like I, when he just. I didn't really get though, just, what's his motivation like. What is his? I think he's gone mental. I think he's just supposed to be mad as well in a weird way. Like that bit when they're trying to fix the radio, and he just like he opens the window and he's got the bit of the radio on his head <laughs> <Yeah>. for some <laughs> reason like that. Um, <laughs> And then at the end, when he t- he does like you, you think it's Brando in the chair, and it's just him dressed up like Brando. Yeah. But then weirdly, he does a Marlon Brando impression rather than the a, rest of the film. a Brando, yeah. yeah, rather than an impression of what Marlon Brando's doing, which yeah, made me it yeah. made me think. Do you think they filmed that before Brando turned up? <laughs> so yeah. Val Kilmer just assumed, oh, he's going to do his like he's just going to do that voice, and he didn't know that Marlon Brando was going to do this ridiculous plummy English like, oh, hello, dear boy, like. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I quite like the madness. I thought it, I thought it was interesting madness, and I think the effects yeah. look good. The, the creatures are quite well realised. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, so actually, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and it, I think it's even, it, it's better than I thought. It, thought I remember it being. And actually, once you know all that other stuff, it makes it kind of even more interesting and kind of. Yeah, you know, you, like you say, you can almost watch it just to watch something falling apart, or watch it just to watch the kind of chaos of yeah. the production, which I think yeah. is kind of um, fascinating. It's one of those films where, like, it's it, like I haven't done this yet, but I like those films where you can go back and like watch the edges of the frame. Yeah, there's a lot going on, you know, that you get from the background stuff. That's you can tell there's a lot of shit that's that's yeah. going down that you're not really that, that mm. you know, at the forefront of it. Well, then also because um, like um, the guy, one of the sons 
all his all his lines like I think it's the son that's kind of more like nicer Hart, yeah. all his yeah. script got given to Val Kilmer's or no it was to uh, Ron Perlman and then to the little kind of tiny guy because people just were like oh no no I want his lines or like loads of people's mm. lines got moved around and didn't they and characters were kind of changed people swapped roles and I mean it's just sounds like an absolute nightmare mm. yeah like yeah. Well, Val Kilmer was supposed to be uh, the main character, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. And his face is still on the poster yeah. as if he's the <laughs> yeah. main character. Like, yeah. And the fact that, like, was it that Richard Stanley spent, uh, was it, I wrote it down, it's like four, I think it's four years yes. making, making, it, yeah. making it. And it's his, like, <clears throat> his heritage is, like, to do, like, linked to the film. So, yes, yeah, four mm. years developing it and he was fired after four days. Uh, yeah. And the fact that he's basically he got them to make him up like a mutant dog, so he's actually on the yeah, set yeah, yeah. and stuff, like <laughs> yeah. in the background watching all this like crap kind of going on. Yeah, is that covered in that film? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's interviewed film. quite extensively, and he hasn't yeah, really. Yeah. He doesn't really. I think between times he didn't really talk about it very much because he was still a bit upset mm. by it all. Mm. But within yeah. this documentary, the 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 one, the most recent one. Uh, he he talks quite a lot about it, and you see a lot of the, the old um, his original production designs and what his his kind of concept mm. for it was, which was a lot more kind of hard. But did you read? That it was it, a, lo- a lot more apocalypse now, wasn't it? Yeah, like a lot, lot more kind of nasty and lot more kind of. But yeah. did you read that they may actually he might actually get a chance to make it now? Oh no, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, there's an article as a website. Uh, the 21 years after the island, Doctor Mo began its march into the pantheon of notorious screen debacles. Its original director looks like he might get another shot. Uh, he's quoted as saying, "At this stage, I can I can't say exactly by who or how long it will take, but the project does live again, largely thanks to David, who's the director of the documentary." We're currently scripting and designing the thing. It's going to be an all-new screenplay, all-new cast of Beast People. The original creatures are copyrighted by Warner Brothers. Uh, Patent company of New Line, yeah. I wasn't particularly happy with them anyway. I'm hoping it will metamorphosize into three feature films or six TV hours. I'm pushing it towards the latter. I'd prefer it to be on TV rather than a theatrical movie uh, because we could have less interference and it could be an R-level product. I believe that going for the multiplexes, Mm. it would have its teeth pulled and its nails cut again. Uh, as he says, uh, there are a lot of scenes I've always wanted to do, including those with the sexually charged dolphin people laughs that have fallen out along the way, which I'd like to get wow. back into it. Yeah. Wow. So watch this. You can see it as like a prestige HBO Westworld style. Yeah. Thing, couldn't you definitely? Oh yeah, totally. Mm. Um, my only other note is uh, you see what um what, what does Val Kilmer say is uh, Doctor Moreau's Nobel Prize for? No, what? The invention of Velcro. <laughs> really. No, Do you remember he doesn't. that scene? Does he? Yeah, he goes... on the wall in his office? No, well, after that, then no. Thulis goes to Val Kilmer. Oh, what, what did he get the Velcro prize for? And he goes, Velcro. <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke or whether they think that, Vel- you know, yeah. Velcro is invented by Dr. Moreau. I don't, I don't know. It didn't really... God. It's a very odd line. Yeah. I don't think you can get a prize, Nobel Prize for Velcro. Also, I'm sure, like... I mean, Velcro has been around a long time. I'm sure that post is like 1978, or something like that. And Velcro was around. It must have been in the war, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The woman, it's a strange thing. The the Catwoman character is a bit completely pointless. Yeah, mm. she she doesn't really do anything, and she doesn't. It, it it just seems a bit of a weird kind of romantic. It's a bit that I didn't think really worked. It's just that he has Not a mate, all. I guess, on the <laughs> that island. That bit didn't work. Well, yeah, that really didn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's when you're out. Yeah. They lost you at that point. 
That's really awkward, that first bit when she meets David Thewlis and he's like, you're beautiful, just I love you straight away. Watching her doing like dancing, yeah, it's really awkward, yeah. isn't it? I like his English accent and oh, his, I hate the it. way he played it. I quite Do liked you? it. Yeah. I hated his like weird like faux northern voice. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Hobus advert, isn't it? <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, but I just thought it would like added some colour to things and I, I just thought it was cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like him. I love David Thewlis. He's a great actor. Yeah. It's a bit, it made yeah. it a bit different, I guess. It's quite, it's a, it's quite good to have him kind of, yeah, hanging around. Yeah. Watching a cow lady give birth to a... <laughs> <laughs> He's a pro. I remember yeah. that scene from when I was watched it as a kid and that... that <laughs> I, I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, David Thewlis apparently got a big role in the new Avatar films. Do you know that? Oh. Read that while reading about this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Good for him. Yeah. Well, wasn't he in... Oh, he's in Wonder Woman, was he? Bad guy in Wonder Woman. Oh, so was he? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, what's he been doing? <coughs> Actually, that's a spoiler. If you've not seen Wonder Woman, spoilers. Oh. <laughs> that's a massive spoiler for the end of uh, Wonder Woman, but never mind. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, that's about all I was to say, isn't it, really? Absolutely mental. Yes. But where does it go because it's so mental? Does it go up But it or should down? be a film that you see, yes, I think. Oh, definitely. 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 I think especially if you're any sort of student of film. And it, by working on that basis, you know, that puts it automatically above a lot of stuff here because yeah. you wouldn't make sure that people see a lot of this stuff. Yeah, see, I yeah. think it should be quite um, kind of, yeah. I, I think a great, you should, a wonderful double bill with that and Apocalypse Now, like watching them back to back. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> And then watching what documentaries about them back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Rocketeer's quite high on this. I didn't mind Rocketeer. Mm. I, think it I agree, be, it should be. In fact, that's probably about the sort of area it should be, I think. Yeah, really. above the rock, just above it or just below it? Um, I think above Hunger Games, 48. I think it's better than The Last yeah. Starfighter. Why is that, why is that mm. where it is? I like that stuff. <laughs> this list is starting yeah. there. We're in the edge of tomorrow. I've realised we're in the edge of tomorrow territory. That's always the uh, that's always the, yeah. the, the weird spot. The landing place for films you don't know what to do with. Yeah, now around that area, I'm happy with that. Where, as well. where where were you thinking, Alex? Like much higher than that, or <sighs> no, no, no? I think around that Rocketeer area, but I'm just thinking Last Starfighter's too high. But then, um, but yeah, but I think you, I agree with Chris. I think people should, and you like you both say that everyone should kind of see this film. Just in some because. ways, I'm kind of wondering whether it should be a little bit higher, like in the 30s. What? Mm. Just because it is like no interesting, but it's not good, like, is it? Though no, it's not good. Like it's not bad in the in some ways, it is as bad as the films that are like really low down. But it's more interesting than that, which is why it goes higher. But it's still actually a bad film. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's still not a very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It pains me to say it, but it's not as good as War Games. No, it's not. <laughs> but Best thing about it is the way that Marlon Brando says the word hoof. Hoof. <laughs> no claw hoof. 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 Um, what, where did you say? You said... Um... <sighs> yeah, maybe around <clears throat> the Search for Spock area. I think that's fine. Is it better than Search for Spock? No, I'll still watch, no. I'll watch a Star Trek yeah. over this. I don't mind. One under it. Yeah, yeah, um, they're all under Hunger Games, I'm fine. It's either. tough, because, like, Star Trek 3 is shit, but it's Star Trek, and this is shit, but it's interesting. So, actually, it probably should be next for sure, because they're higher <laughs> than they should be, because of... Yeah, so should we go 48? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. The Island of Doctor Moreau, 1996. Of course, we've got the Michael York version to watch as well at some point. Mm. 
Mm. I'm assuming. Which, if I remember correctly, is better, but yeah. not as interesting. It's more competently made. Oh. Um, what's that? 1990. What year was that? Oh, I can do this off there, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, right, Brill. So there we go. Three more films, and that. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the end of an era because that's the last regular episode of the science fiction rating system. For the, well, not regular because it'd be the new regular, won't it? But we're not in, only ending creature feature season; we're ending the old format. But well, we've populated the list, so we're going to go to a more high quality way of doing things. Well, not necessarily high quality, <laughs> more selective. I think we'll probably still okay. wash some shit, but less quantity. Yes, um, we're going to go to deeper <laughs> dives. We'll just explain this next episode. But basically, before that, anyway, we've got the rewatch thing, which. If you've been listening all the way through, you'll know we've got three films nominated for a rewatch. Um, but yeah, wait for next week to hear about all that. Um, that's it, I think. Alex, give us a social <clears throat> media blast. Please. I will. So it's Twitter at SF Rating System, Instagram, Science Fiction Rating System, Facebook uh, at slash SF Rating System, and then we're at www.sciencefictionratingsystem.com. Email at sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com, please. We haven't had emails for a while, have we? No. No. That'll be, I'm going to put a call out for that on the next episode. Okay. Um, yeah. Specific new requirements. Cool, brilliant. Um, I think we should end, as we began, with a quote from Dr. Moreau himself. Go for it. Mm. I have seen the devil in my microscope, and I have chained him. Good night. Good night.